Oh, I've lost composure now. We'll get back into it. Right, ready? Right. Okay. <laughs> 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 what am I doing? What was that? Doing some mouth exercises. I don't exercises. know. You tell me. <laughs> I'm about to start sucking dick. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll stop it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, sorry, great I'm, I'm being sensible right. now. Okay. Right. Here we go. Hello there, welcome to Chat Shit, Get Fit, Fitness News, where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill, and I'm joined, as always, by Tom. Hello. Is that, do I say anything else? Or I thought my script was just to say hello. <laughs> Don't break you've, the fucking you've, third wall. You've not stop given me any, walls. you've not given stop me break. further instructions. <laughs> just stop talking. Stop breaking walls. Right, we've broken the fucking fourth wall, whatever it is already. Right, okay, let's carry on. Okay. The fourth wall? <laughs> this is implying week- that I'm a fictional character. <laughs> Which is what someone has actually implied before. <laughs> right, we've wrapped up the intro. I need to finish the intro. Right, anyway. Right. This week, we take a closer look at can electrical stimulation improve your gym workout? Does probiotic supplementation improve performance of resistance and aerobic activity? Is there a new exercise you can do at your desk that will help you burn fat for hours? And is exercise getting tougher for you? Well, long COVID might be to blame. Let's get into this week's fitness news. That took me back to like the days of Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy. The way <laughs> Jeremy you said that Kyle. introduction. Yeah, I don't know, just like, uh, you know, this week, uh, Tina is shagging the postman. Uh, and is it really ethical to feed your dog bacon? And, you know, we'll find out on the show. Let's welcome Graham. <laughs> anyway, as uh, we've just alluded to there, there is, a, there is a new format. We are launching the fitness news as hosted by myself and Tom of Chat Shit Get Fit. We're going to unpack, as we, as I said in the uh, <laughs> the wild intro, uh, the week's biggest. Well, I say the week; it's the week obviously prior. So we look at the uh, the news before we actually plan the episode, and we're going to go through it. We thought we'd be quite excited, don't we, Tom? A little bit different, something yeah. fresh, not only to keep us entertained, but also to keep you lot out there listening entertained as well. It's very professional. It's very professional. I feel like we should have wore suit and tie. This would be the perfect opportunity to bring out your shirt and tie, Tom. Well, as I've already alluded to earlier, I mean, people in the video might see. You know, maybe not listeners, but I am wearing uh, some very, very nice Stone Island clobber. Um, no, indeed. None of it is actually real, but you know. They're you, not real. Where'd you get from know. Turkey? You know I did. Yeah, you go to Turkey a lot. You know yeah. I did. Little fucking crafty fucker. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cost of living, innit? <laughs> Cost of living, indeed, mate. Cost of living, indeed. Anyway, I think we should uh, we'll get into the news, guys, because that's what we're here for. We're here to hear about all the, uh, the exciting news. We'll start on one, Tom. Can electrical stimulation improve your gym workout? So what we got here, Tom, is we've got a long-distance rower, Lebby. Do you want to try and say her surname? You, you, you can try. No, God, I don't want to. Uh, Ires? Lebby Eyes. Lebby, I don't think it's Eyes. Ires? Ires? The IRS. Lebby Ires. <laughs> oh, God. Right, anyway, we'll call her Lebby, Big Lebs, the Lebanator, the Lebster. Um, basically, what she did was she donned a full-body EMS suit. Tom, electrical muscle stimulation. Um, and according to this article we read, there's a growing number of gyms allowing members to try these EMS suits. Now, I thought, what the fuck, straight away? I mean, if you've seen this, Tom, you work in a commercial room, I have not seen anybody cutting around in a fucking electro-esque <laughs> magnetic suit um, <laughs> fucking buzzing around the gym doing bicep curls. I see some weird stuff, but no, this is a first for me. I mean, you've actually seen the picture in the article. It, it yeah, looks, it looks like fucking a, <laughs> It looks very like, yeah, it's like body armour, isn't it? 
Mate, if you did that in London, you get stabbed. One hundred percent. It actually looks a bit like a, your, your rap jacket. What she's wearing? My rap jacket. Lebby, yeah. It's got like a little quilted uh, pattern. Oh, on the it. quilt. Yeah, the quilted pattern. Yeah. Is your is your rap jacket electrified or? I fucking hope not. Yeah, me neither. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but bloody hell, I mean, I've not. Guys, if you are listening and you have seen people walk around in a suit, which looks like it is electrical muscle stimulation-esque, get in touch. Maybe take a photo. Obviously, subtly. Don't make it obvious that you're taking yeah. photos of them. Don't touch uh, and send, them. And send, yeah, don't touch them, but send it in. But maybe you might want to throw water over them, which we'll come on to in a second. Well, she's a rower, so... Apart from that fucking obvious. Anyway, we've got Phil Horton here. He is the UK director of German firm Miha Bodytech. It's of one of the largest German. manufacturers. I know, right? It's one of the largest manufacturers of EMS bodysuits. And I quote, we can trigger the muscle in a smarter and more efficient way compared to the way the brain would tell the muscle to move. Interesting. Mm. We'll come on to this. Anyway, back to Big Lebby, the Lebster. She said, I got into the suit and then trainers sprayed me with water and strapped these things around my arms, legs and glutes, buttocks. I thought to myself, am I really going to be able to exercise wearing these? And apparently the next day she woke up feeling as sore as if she'd been training for a few hours, yet she only trained for 20 minutes. Now, before we move on, all I would say it is a new stimulus. It's a complete, so the chances are you are going to feel a bit more sore because I can't imagine she's progressively overloaded to getting zapped with a fucking <laughs> electric suit. The question I've got though is, if they're saying these are going around gyms now and they're going to try and get them into gyms, do you imagine walking into your local pure gym and you see a bunch of PTs spraying a fucking person in a booth? <laughs> like just spraying them with a fucking... Do you know what though? Um, even though it sounds absolutely ridiculous, it's something that would not surprise me within the next 20 years. I mean, anytime fitness now already have like shelves stacked with like uh, massage guns, so yeah, oh, that's a good I, point. I, yeah, yeah. Your gym's got theraguns. Yeah, I can see this being like yeah. a fin eventually one day. <laughs> it would surprise it'd be, it'd be a very short-lived gimmick, but it's a gimmick, ain't it? You know. Yeah, guys, guys, type it in on Google if you get a chance. EMS bodysuit, and you'll see the sort of thing we're talking about. Just imagine walking into your local gym and people walking around with that. It would be um, quite alarming. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, the, the idea of like electro like muscle stimulation is not anything new. No, we've spoken. This has probably. been around for ages. Yeah, we, we have done an episode on this before, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, massage. When we talk about yeah, massage. spoiler alert. I'm assuming this is also going to be bullshit. But I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, we're not. I don't want to wave it off straight away as bullshit because there's a bit of context. I'm not going to spoil it. We we'll get to our conclusion at the end. Yeah. But the whole idea is that the stimulation helps to contract the muscle. Mm. Therefore, some people think, well, if it's contracting the muscle, surely it's doing the work for me. Yeah. I can either one sit down, do nothing, but have this suit contract the muscle for me. Therefore, I'm going to get stronger, I'm going to get bigger, whatever you think is going to happen. Or, well, what better if I do this as I'm training, as I'm actually exercising, surely it's going to add like more, more band for my back because I'm already training. Imagine the stimulation doing more for me. I mean, I'd hate the idea of being... <laughs> have you actually tried one of these things before, Bill? Yeah, I had a, I had a power dot, the little EMS thing. I actually had one before. You could actually like a warm-up function, add a function you could use it to train with, so you do bicep curls. It basically contracts as you're doing bicep curls. Yeah. It was quite weird. I mean, um, um, the, the, the most now, popular yeah. one I could think of was like the abs one, where it sticks onto your abs and, you know, gives you the old six-pack. Because these have been around for years, and, you know, like whenever I've been surrounded by them, we've always kind of like fucked around with them and put them on for a joke. Uh, a couple of months ago, actually, at my gym, somehow we got sent one. I, I still okay. have no idea why we got sent one, but we was mucking about with it, and um, <laughs> my boss at the time actually attached it to my arm, 
and it was horrific. It, it sent my arm into a complete spasm. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they do something anyway. Um, well, there was a guy in the article, I'm not sure if he's a fucking professor or something, whatever, but it was some bloke in the article. He made a point of, and I quote again, in particular, whole body electrical stimulation is extremely difficult to dose properly, adding that under dosage means no effect, while overdosage could cause muscle damage. Hmm. Um, I mean, the question I've got there for people is, most people struggle to dose fucking most things. Uh, people can't dose their own training and nutrition properly anyway or anything, so let alone a fucking magneto suit. Um, I think putting that in the hands of the general public would be dangerous. <laughs> Telling them to dose correctly, the amount of volts they're putting through their body. <laughs> it's a dangerous game. I mean, I'm trying to imagine using it during like the bottom of a squat or something. Gotcha. That'd be horrendous. Shit yourself. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. That could, that would generally happen, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. but I mean, um, yeah, this. Uh, I mean, off the, off the bat, like I'm, I'm extremely sceptical. Yeah, not too fab. We have got an anecdotal review here, Tom. Lebster, the big, the big Lebby, she comes back in. So back in London, Lebby used a whole body EMS to help her train for rowing across the Atlantic in the 2021 Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. She successfully completed the event rowing in a boat with three friends. That's quite interesting because uh, my team actually trained some guys to go do this challenge. Um, oh, the, Royal yeah. Engineer, the Royal Engineer yeah. Salty Sappers the team. Salty they, Sappers, they, yeah. Yeah, so they did the rowing. We actually uh, helped them get sort of Did they ever make it that. back? Well, fucking hope so. Wouldn't be a very good review for us, would it? Yeah, been quite on Instagram lately, I'm oh, just yeah. saying. <laughs> Wouldn't do much for my uh, personal training ability if they uh, didn't make it. But yeah, so uh, she did that. You made the promise that you can get them out there. You never say anything about getting them back. It's a very valid point. But she got back, Lebby, um, and she says... For fuck's sake, right, it's even worse. She says that thanks in part to the use of EMS, my abs are much better now than when I was 21. Everyone complimented me on my much stronger and toned figure. Now, obviously, that's an anecdotal review. She was on the article about this thing. She probably got given it for free as well. She could, I don't know if she got paid to use it. Who knows? It's fucking anecdotal. Um, so what we are going to do, as we always do, guys, we're going to look at the data on this. We did actually explore it, like uh, me and Tom alluded to, back in the massage episode, I believe. And the question you want to ask yourself first is, does EMS promote muscle growth? Well, as we said, it contracts your muscles over and over again. So you'd assume, okay, it's doing something. Unfortunately, though, I've not seen any studies that boost muscle growth to a significant degree. Okay. Um, and there's also something to note about this is because there's actually no external load with EMS, which means there's no progressive overload and there's no range of motion. And these are all things which are associated with building muscle. So we're lacking all of these things, which doesn't surprise me that there's no data to show significant muscle growth. Yeah. Keyword there being, um, well, fucking, I forgot the word you said now, but basically, like, <laughs> anything significant. I think you said significant. Oh, significant, yeah. You no. Know? So isn't us quite saying that EMS does nothing? Because it might, it might do something. It's just that, well, in the context of a, what is it you're, you might be using it for? Okay, athletic performance, strength, or even muscle gain. I mean, from what I've seen, there's nothing really significant. There's no, there's no significant impact on any of those via using EMS. Um, I do think that there could be some application in maybe like a rehab setting. Uh, so okay. people who, you know, if if you're bed bound, if you're extremely sedentary, if you've had some kind of illness or you've had some kind of accident where we're trying to combat atrophy as much as possible or where actually you've actually pretty much lost the movement of your muscles, mm. your body in general, then perhaps it's one of those things where, well, look, if you cannot move, if you have an injury where you cannot move or you've had some kind of illness or some kind of accident where you physically cannot move to dose yourself in any way whatsoever, then maybe, okay, we do need something that needs to do the work for us. And even if it's something extremely small, you know, it's better than nothing. So yeah. I think there might be some application for it, 
but as per usual, like the fitness industry and, you know, other sycophants are being, you know, used by these companies are just jumping on the bandwagon. Well, like you say about companies and that, I mean, I looked at some of the evidence for strength as well, and there is some evidence which shows marginal strength gains, but a lot of it in general is very hard to draw a solid conclusion. It's because a lot of it is mainly from companies who are flogging said products. Um, they basically just have single studies without control groups. And as we know, without a control group, that makes it a very, very sketchy study. Mm. Um so we can't really rely on that at all. So as Tom said, there are maybe applications for it. But as a whole, I wouldn't take this article about rowing across the Atlantic and people complimenting Big Lebby on her stronger and much toned figure as yeah. um, as a reason to go out and purchase one of these bodysuits and walk into your local pure gym. I don't think it's yeah. worth the ridicule you're going to receive. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, like I, I don't want to say it's pointless because in extreme settings, I think they can have some application. But just for like the general public or even athletes, I just think it's, yeah, this is, you're, you're wasting your time and resources on something yep. where your time and resources could be put to something much better, like actually training or sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually useful stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. So that is EMS. Okay, guys, we'll move on to the next bit of hot news in the fitness industry, and that is a brand new paper talking about does probiotic supplementation improve performance of resistance and aerobic activity? So this is a brand new study, guys, and it's pretty good answer to the question that keeps you up all night, is that will smashing an Activia yogurt pre-workout give you savage gains? Well... Let's have a look at this paper then. So after they got rid, just to let you know, guys, this paper was a systematic review. So they went through a criteria, got rid of loads of papers. Uh, basically, after getting rid of loads of shit, the researchers were left with 17 studies with 496 subjects in total, mainly men. So that's important to note. Hmm. Um, if we go through some of the points here, three studies showed improvement on time to exhaustion on the treadmill. However, nine showed no difference. Now, this next bit is kind of highlights the importance of looking at papers a little bit deeper. So when you actually look at the paper in more detail, you'll notice that the three papers which showed positive improvement had a much higher risk of bias compared to the nine. Now you can make of that what you will, but if I saw that sort of stuff, I'd be a bit concerned and a little bit mm, sceptical about the results of the three papers with a higher level of bias. Okay? Yeah. Same comes to strength. That was a bit more conflicting with three papers showing an increase in strength and two showing no effect. But once again... Have a guess, Tom. If we look at the risk of bias, it's not great. <laughs> so I'd probably say these findings are fragile at best. But this is the importance of looking at the bias of papers because it's very easy for people to basically... People can find what they want to find, can't they? If you do a paper, you can always make a result kind of mm. how you want it to be. Sponsored by Big Yakult. <laughs> Big Yakult, yeah. Do you remember Yakult? Do they, do they still yeah, do Yakult? Exist, yeah. They still yeah, exist. White, white with red foil top. Red foil top. That's that it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They weren't appealing back then. They're not appealing now. Not to me, at least. Yeah, no. They're not going to give not me a like game. Not like those Gucci Actimel ones that yeah. are very healthy, like the elixir of life. <laughs> kind of like EMS, you've put this in the context. Well, look, does this do anything for strength and performance, right? Mm. What about health? Because mm. this is... I'd actually assume that a lot of people would assume that, well, I'm taking this for health reasons, not for performance reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, from what I've kind of seen, like... And this kind of goes hand in hand with the whole thing about the the microbiome of the gut, you know, yeah. which is very preliminary at the moment. It is the latest buzzword. Um, from what I have kind of seen and read, it might have some applications for people who have like irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, first of all, fucking hell, we might have to pre-edit this in. Uh, but 
if you do have any health issues, then obviously go see a doctor. Don't just listen to Sue two jerk offs on a podcast. You know, <laughs> go see a doctor if you do have yeah. health concerns and are thinking about, hmm, should I take probiotics for X, Y, Z? Yeah. Uh, but from what I have seen, disclaimer, um, it might have some uses for IBS, but I can't remember who it was that said it made like a really good point, and that was the thing about these kind of probiotics is that they're technically their food even though some people might try and use it as a medication to treat symptoms or things like ibs it's actually a food now because it's food it's less regulated than actual medicines therefore you don't know if like you're getting the right dosage or even if it says what it does on the bottle do you see where the issue is coming here now when it comes to treating certain symptoms it's a dose dependent relationship Mm. um i don't think it's inherently harmful but it just means that, well, if it's not that well-regulated, you might not be getting what you actually need from it. I don't think there's any harm in taking it, really. But I think this is another one of those things where it's just really good marketing. It sounds but that's not saying that it's it? completely useless, you know. You just might so happen to get one that is, you know, really well-dosed, you know, and not yeah. covered in rat piss from the warehouse. In which case, go for it. You know, it's a democracy. Do what the fuck you want. <laughs> like, it's funny you say about how the... If you've got something like IBS or similar sort of gastric issues, it could be beneficial because the researchers were talking about this and they basically suggested that when it comes to the aerobic uh, suggestions of improvement, they thought that the improvements could actually be because of reduced gastric distress. Because ah. when you do like a lot, if you, let's say you go for a long run, Tom, have you ever had it when you go for a long run or a long oh, cardio yeah. session and you get a bit of a gut issue? They thought if someone's already got gut issues, it's going to be heightened. So potentially by having a probiotic supplement, that could have been why they did a little bit better because they've alleviated that feeling. So they've been able to, you know, if you feel like shit, you feel like you're going to shit yourself, you, you run slower, don't <laughs> you? You don't, you don't really perform as well. So you're going to a bush, yeah. That was one of the things the researcher talks about. Obviously, that's just them you know, spinning debts between them, you know, amongst themselves. Um, in terms of the strength stuff, though, they this is a bit more fucking sketchy. They suggested that the probiotics could have helped protein absorption, hence positive outcomes, but they didn't actually test for this. So this is just them once again spinning debts, and I wouldn't take that at all um, as a beta. And it doesn't that you can't really make as much sense of it because it's a bit fucking that's sketchy I'm, as fuck. But that, yeah, I wouldn't take that as. <laughs> But that's what they were talking about, basically. I'm the first person to come clean and say, like, look, my knowledge on nutrition isn't exactly the best. Mm. But even I know that, like, in regards to the gut microbiome, etc., you know, it's, yeah, it's very in its early phases in regards to research. Yeah, research it's just yeah. a lot we simply don't know. So I think a lot of claims are being thrown out there. So, like, oh, yeah, will it increase protein, protein absorption, absorption etc.? <laughs> um, I don't want to deny it, but I just want to say... I don't know, it's a bit of a strong claim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give it a couple of years, see what the research says. It's interesting, though, we've got a paper coming out, though, and it was quite a large paper, so it was good to see, but obviously this paper kind of comes to the conclusion that, look, it's not really going to make, you know, the grand scheme of things a huge difference. Sorry, mate, I've just found this massive tube. I don't know where it's come from. Look at it. What the fuck it's is like that? a musket. I don't know. <laughs> a musket? It's a big cardboard. the size of this giant fucking tube. Is that from wrapping paper? I think so. Ah. Yeah, wrapping paper. Ah. It's been someone's birthday recently. Do you know what? I reckon my missus has been doing the Christmas presents without me knowing. Already? Yeah. Do we beat the Christmas cues, mate? I did my shopping in January. Oh, God, you're one of those, This Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) 3rd of November. All my unwanted presents. 
going towards the family this year. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing. I've mate. got a 2022 calendar going to with my stepdad this year. <laughs> 2020, 2022 calendar. That's a crack of that. I like Just that. some minor changes. <laughs> If we move on to the next bit of news, now this one, I was really excited. I read this article, Tom. This is fucking mental. It's actually quite interesting. It's not as mad as you as it's going to sound. Basically, is there a new exercise you can do at your desk which will help you burn fat for hours? So basically, this professor of human health performance, Big Mark Hamilton, has discovered the soleus push-up, Mark SPU, Hamilton. for optimal activation of the muscle. So... This seemingly effortless exercise effectively elevates muscle metabolism for hours, even while sitting. And even in the article, they actually tell you to do this in the movie. You actually, I'll link the article down below. You can have a look. So listen in, guys. This is how you do this super-duper fat-burning desk-bound exercise. You start off your heel flat on the floor and muscles relaxed. You've done that? Brilliant. Lift the heel while the front of your foot stays put. When the heel gets to the top of its range of motion, so you've moved it all the way up, release the foot and come back down somehow though the fucking article missed its own limitation um and even the video they linked spoke about this is that even though it's a simple movement you actually have to have specialist tech to do it you can't actually just go be a public joe and get this stuff if you actually watch the video which are you know you'll see in this article guys it's got the cables yeah there's cables and masks and like it's like yeah it's a fucking full-on apparatus to do this (laughs) to do this fucking heel raise Um, but basically what's happening is is the muscle is simultaneously shortening while the motor neurons are activating intensely basically opposite Mm. to what happens when you go walking so it's actually quite exciting now we actually look at it and you hear about the guy talking about it it is pretty impressive like when you see the charts of the kind of what's actually going on it's fucking mad how they can do that but it doesn't mean anything for the general pop because we can't we can't have access to this mad little machine. I mean, uh, he's he's got a name for the actual exercise itself, but for the device, I don't know if they've even got a name. Have they got a name for it? I'm trying to look here, and I can't really see if there's yeah, a name for the actual name. machine itself. No, we well, said he said it's tech that they've they've developed. I mean, if they eventually bring out a name for this piece of tech, then maybe you can go to HR and maybe request this Mate, piece of tech in your office Surely or not, workspace. because you, you imagine that, just people in the office just twitching all over the place. How could you do? You concentrate well, at your desk. It might not be the office. Just... It might be a bus driver. <laughs> bus like a bus driver. driver up to this, yeah. <laughs> Obviously not if they're... I, 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 mm, hang on a minute. No, I'll take that back, because they, they need to use pedals, don't they? Yeah, can, yeah. That, that... Can you get buses in an automatic, or are they all manual? Yeah, I think most of them are automatic, aren't they? They will all make. There you go. As long as they can move their left foot. Oh, mate, you but you can't. If you can't be doing that, that's dangerous. Oh, this sounds like Warhammer. Just like you know, hooking bus drivers up to their actual bus. You know, come part of the machine god and all oh, that. Mate, I couldn't do that. Like, let me let me do it now for you. Drive a people bus. Can't see this. People can't see this. But look, look, look at me, Tom. Look at me. Tw- I'm doing the. I'm doing the movement now. Yeah. I, I, how I, off please stop how doing off that. Put, how exactly? How off putting is that? If you see this, where are your desk, hands, Billy? <laughs> exactly. If you're if you're I'm working with my hands down there typing, and my legs doing this. I, I you hope could just so. look over your. You could just look over your little fucking desk ball, whatever, and you see someone doing this. You're going to be like, how are you going to be able to concentrate? How please are you stop doing do that work? motion with your hand. It, it looks like you're having a, a you know Mate, a a posh handshake. I'm just doing a soleus push-up. There's nothing to see here. I'm just doing a soleus push-up, taking full advantage of muscle metabolism for hours, even while sitting. Do you know what, though? In regards to like just tapping your heel, uh, I mean, there is a, 
I think both of us. There is an idea that you're gonna you're you're gonna increase your neat just by like fidgeting. Fidgeting, you know, is is calorie expenditure, but the way that they're talking about it's being like a new fat burning, you know, wonder machine. You know, it's a bit. It might work, but it's a bit. Thing is, you know, this you know this reminds me of Tom. This reminds us us getting closer to the world of Wally. Where's Wally? You know, Wally. You know the the robot thing from Disney. Oh, is that the robot? With the, with the show, all the fat people on the chairs. Do you remember? I, I ain't seen it. You've not seen Wally? Based on a true story. Well, it might be a fucking true story in a hundred years' time, maybe, yeah. People that are You've looking back it. on this from the future. No, You've I haven't. seen Wally? It's no. about, it's the, the, the Earth's fucked, but basically everyone's on these little little floating chairs and they're all just like obese and they're just like cut around on these chairs. So it is a documentary. It is real. <laughs> well, not yet. Wait, Google it now. Because I, I, how have you not seen Wally? Type in Wally. I know of him, I've just not seen the film. Because I can Stop imagine it's being the situation. <laughs> no more do people have to get up and do any activity. You can just sit at your, sit at your fucking sofa, get your delivery order in, watch your Netflix with your little heel flicking everywhere, keeping you in a, a sort of baseline level of health where you won't fucking keel over by the time you're 40. But you don't have to move anywhere. However, fidgeting probably helps in regards to calorie expenditure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Do you know um, Sam, one of our friends? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a thing of doing that. Uh, we were out the other night, um, not too long ago. Uh, James, one of our other friends, he was uh, getting pissed off at Sam because Sam kept twitching, constantly fidgeting his leg. He is James a twitcher, like, yeah. And James is like, fucking stop doing that. He goes, what he's, the fuck's wrong with he's you? He's always <laughs> been like that. In the middle of, of Weatherspoons, he was just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Stop fucking twitching. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's like, he's on something, isn't he? Yeah, that's what, that's what I think he's worried about, him looking like he's on fucking Shifty gear fucker, or something. that's why. <laughs> Yeah, fucking bounces. Been like, What's this geezer on? What's he fucking doing there? He used to do that in the car when I used to drive him places. Like, <laughs> well, that's annoying. That's like a drug like, dealer. You used to drive sand places, did you? Just driving yeah. around. Yeah. I was trying Real to drive him to the fucking loony bin because he was stop, not stopping shaking. <laughs> but, oh, mate, too fair. He did used to, well, he does still work in the city, doesn't he? He's a city worker, so you're not there, like. Yeah. Always on the fucking. Oh, yeah. The old lemon sherbet. Yeah. They're always paying a visit to Charlie, aren't they? Mm. God, if Sal could do it, moving swiftly on yeah moving swiftly on Sorry, <laughs> he doesn't listen to this yeah right, I think he does but he d- he's just just full disclaimer if anyone does know this person Sam or James they're not on coke it's okay it's fine yeah find him on LinkedIn though <laughs> 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 fuck's sake oh god right anyway <laughs> we'll move on to the we'll move on I've lost it <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Okay, we'll now move on to the final piece of news on this week's fitness news, and that is, is exercise getting tougher for you? Well, long COVID might be to blame. Now, there was an article about this, and there was a study on this. Now, this is actually a really important one, because if we talk about this anecdotally for a second, Tom, you've mentioned it quite a few times on the podcast over you know the last few months stuff, because you actually had COVID, and you did say to yourself you noticed Quite a drop off, didn't you, in your cardio performance? Quite, yeah, it's pretty much non-existent. Yeah, yeah mate. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, like, when it comes to like uh, cardio, like uh, people wouldn't think of, think it, like looking at me now. But like, I was always like a runner, more than like a strength athlete. So I used to be what back in twenty, whew, let's go back to twenty eighteen. I could get up and go for a six mile run like that, and then go to the gym later on in the day, like no problem. But <sighs> Since I got COVID back in, uh, well, I can't, where was it, like 20, 2020, 2021? I can't remember. Jesus Christ, like it, it just took the wind out of my sails. Uh, as I said, I've been running for ages. And I've always had those periods where I've either had like an injury 
or I've had like a small period of detraining, but I've always been able to get back to my original level of fitness, my original baseline. So it's like, oh, okay, I've been on holiday for two weeks. Oh, I've had a bit of a drop off in performance here, but I get back up to it pretty quickly. Or times I've twisted my ankle, I've scraped my knee or something like that. I've always got back to my baseline. But since I had COVID, it's, uh, mate, it's just so hard to describe. It's like someone just presses the reset button on me. Like uh, just going upstairs, walking. Like it just feels like the oxygen just, you cannot get it into your lungs. And that's obviously me speaking from anecdote. Um, I have spoken to other people who have been like, previously they was like really physically fit. And sometimes like they still, kind of like me, like their strength might still be there. But speaking pulmonary, like cardio, they just cannot get that air into them. Like they just can't go like endurance wise either. It's really like, it is quite harrowing. It does knock your confidence as well. But then I want to say there might be like a light in the tunnel. The thing is, COVID is still relatively new, even though it feels like it's been around forever now. Yeah. So like, you know, we still don't know long term. Still here as well, isn't it? Yeah, we still don't know like long term how it's going to affect us or the best case of rehab, etc. But from what we do know, there are things we can do to kind of improve our fitness. How are you feeling now? Is it is it settled down at all or? Um, it it's settled down slightly. Mm. You know, it's hard to pin a number on it, but if I was to give an example, um, six months after first having it, I couldn't walk to work without getting out of breath, and this was like a mile, which is nothing. A mile is nothing, a mile walk. Yeah. But I was getting out of breath, just walking a mile. It's really weird because I could go and do, say, five reps of deadlifts or squat and be absolutely fine, but the actual cardio aspect or going up like a short flight of steps. So even like in a short bit of exercise, but something that's quite high intensity, like that would that would knacker me out cardio-wise. But no, I am getting better. But that's because I've been doing more kind of like list stuff and I am slowly starting to adapt to it. But but to say I'm back to my baseline would be a lie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm struggling to run at the moment. When I had COVID, I had it quite... Um... I say bad, obviously not bad in some, like if you look at some situations, but I had it support, I had like a fever and I was bed bound pretty much for a while and I was pretty rough. But then afterwards, I, I felt like, okay, obviously you have this, we're going to talk about anyway, but I had this period of like easing myself back into it because I had a bit of time off because I was ill. But I didn't really notice anything afterwards. But then as you said, you speak to certain people, like of someone at the gym I was speaking to the other day and she was saying how, like she just felt fucking fucked basically <laughs> she just felt like quite breathless trying to do the normal yeah. workouts never didn't feel herself completely bear in mind this was only like a week after covid but i think sometimes what people got to remember as we are going to talk about is you might think oh, i've had covid but it's just because of covid i'm not acting well it's the same with any illness really if you've been ill for a period of time especially when it's to do with like you know your respiratory system pulmonary like tom was saying you normally have to have this period of reconditioning yeah, it's very unlikely you're going to, to go back into it and attack it full blown as you were to do before. Your body just had to recover. Your body just had to basically battle off this virus infection, whatever. It's used a lot of energy to do so. So to expect you to be able to perform at the levels you did pre-illness is quite, um, it's quite mad, isn't it? So it's one of those you have to sort of go back into it. But yeah, there is, as we're going to come on to, there is evidence that has now looked at the effects of long COVID. Um, and we'll go into that now then. So there was a systematic review of meta-analysis that's just come out on this, hence why it's in uh, this week's fitness news. Um, and the studies reviewed relied on data from cardiopulmonary exercise testing. Okay, so obviously more to do with like the lungs and stuff and like 
uh, cardio-based uh, activity. Um, and the participants' oxygen and carbon dioxide levels were measured while they used a treadmill or stationary bike. There were other signs of heart and lung function that were measured, um, but it didn't go into too much detail in comparison to this other stuff. So important to know, though, before I do go on, despite the large number of participants included, the overall quality of this evidence is poor because most of the studies did have a small sample size, a bit of selection bias, and there was variability in symptom uh, ascertainment. What that means is that the, the way they basically got hold of these symptoms from subjects was quite varied, uh, which does affect the quality of the evidence. I mean, it's quite scary, though, to know that, like, once again, like, this is all pretty recent. Yeah. So we don't really know, like, what the maximum length is for someone to have lo- uh, long COVID. Yeah. You know, we are we are at the beginning of you know we can look back at the Black Plague and say, oh well, we know everything about that now. Mm. But now it's a completely different ball game. So that's I mean, Tom's is basically high. Another reason why the evidence could be poor there because it's still quite a new thing anyway, and it's a bit fucking mad, isn't it? Most of the head scientists don't even know what they're fucking doing. Um, and I have a couple of reasons why the evidence is quite poor: is ina- inadequate methods to address confounding and lack of appropriate statistical methods. So bear that in mind as we go forward. The evidence would be considered poor. So Obviously, don't take what we talk about and run away with it. We spoke about anecdotally, but from a data point of view, this is what we're looking at. Um, there are a few key takeaways, though, which are stuff we can sort of make sense of. The tests did show an evidence of deconditioning. Now, this is what I said earlier. The weakness that occurs after most illnesses is pretty common. I'm not surprised there's an evidence of deconditioning because if you've done, if you've been ill, you had a fever, whatever, you've been inactive, you've been doing nothing. So all this really emphasises for you listening, a sort of an actual point is, if you have been ill with a serious illness, maybe such as COVID, flu, whatever, it's important to have a gradual return. It's very unwise to go back in and think, okay, I'm going to go do a 5K best effort. I'm going to go do my, you know, my normal class wad, whatever. It's best to take it easy. You want to do sessions, start small, because as we always spoke about in most things of fitness, if you underdose something, nothing bad can really happen. However, if you overdose there's a chance that you're going to fuck yourself up, basically, as dramatic as that sounds. So start really light, less than you think. If you feel okay, brilliant. Next session, up it a little bit more and just keep playing with it. Don't go in fucking guns blazing because, as you said, overdose it, it could get a bit messy. Oh, fuck, hang on. Oh, thick cunt. I ain't got my fucking laptop on charge, that's why. Oh, right, is it about to die? Yeah, hang on. There we go. I wonder why <laughs> my laptop was going fucking nuts. There we go. Lucky to die. Dramatic died, improvement it? now. Fuck hell, I can't believe I did my laptop off charge this whole time. Well, a few technical issues there, guys. You can hear Tom decided not to plug his laptop in. <sighs> yeah, sorry about that. Mate. We have one week off from the podcast and all your fucking studio admins gone out the window. I know. This is the first time I've been in my office for like a week. So, uh, yeah, everything's just gone to shit. Okay, guys, well... um. Back to talking about COVID, which is probably your sick and tired of hearing about it after all these fucking years of it being banged on about. We are just going to wrap up now on this bit here. So we'll skip to conclusion. Paper will be linked in the show notes if you want to get balls deep into that. But basically, in this major analysis and systematic review, we found, I'm quoting by the way, we found evidence that exercise capacity is reduced after SARS-CoV-2 infection among individuals who have symptoms consistent with long COVID with a low confidence in the effect size. Further research should include longitudinal assessments to understand the trajectory of exercise capacity. Interventional trials of potential therapies are urgently needed, including studies of rehabilitation to address deconditioning, as well as further mechanistic investigation into dysfunctional breathing 
autonomic dysfunction, chronotropic incompetence, impaired oxygen uptake or utilization, and preload failure to identify treatments for long COVID. Basically, they haven't got a fucking clue what yeah. this data is really saying. It's basically that all just what, went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> all of the I've, I read it out because it was there, but basically, guys, the key takeaway is we're looking at more, more data is going to come out on this about long COVID. I thought it's important to bring the study out because it is new, but as time goes on, because it is still quite a new thing, we will get more data on this to sort of you know, further shed light on what's going on. But the important thing to note is after you've had an illness such as COVID, regardless of how bad you've been, I recommend taking it easy mm. and seeing how you get on and seeing how you feel and then going from there. Okay, yeah. the worst thing you could do is go in too hard, put yourself into a shit state and then you're, you're out of action for even longer. I mean, the thing is as well is uh, it's very subjective. Everyone's going to be affected by it differently. So if someone's say, well, where do I start? to kind of get back to myself you know no one can just say oh go and do this for 20 minutes because you might mm. only be able to fucking handle 18 minutes you know yeah but at the same time some might say like oh just go and do 10 minutes but maybe that's too little for you maybe you could do way more now i know we said it's better to start small and i stand by that but still you want to have some kind of appropriate dosing um the easiest practical advice i can give is to have some expectations you know, it's going to be shit, especially if you're already suffering from the symptoms and you know you've got long COVID. But um, also, like, consider your exercise environment. So, for example, because COVID can be exhausting and there's that danger of, you know, doing way too much to the point where you can pass out, etc., or suffer like a pulmonary issue, do it in an environment where you're surrounded by people. So that could be like a gym or have some kind of social support. It could be your partner, be a family member i would recommend doing it indoors if possible i mean don't get it wrong if you can only go outside and fair enough but just have like your phone ready or something something so if you need help straight away you've got it on you but i would recommend something like some kind of like fitness based center because you will have like first aiders there's people around you it's a warm environment usually a safe environment and yeah, there's more controllable factors, including the machines you use, whether it be like a bike or a treadmill or an elliptical machine, etc. cetera. Yeah. But yeah, definitely set your expectations. One thing I want to touch on as well, Tom, is you mentioned about how it's different for everyone. Yeah. Something that the researchers also mentioned is they couldn't actually tell if patients who were older or obese suffered more than younger, thinner patients, which is important mm. to note. So basically people would assume that if you're older or you're obese, you'd maybe suffer a lot more with long COVID, but the data, they couldn't really tell if there was anything worse there. He also pointed out that most patients with long COVID were not hospitalized. Um, so basically, anyone who has COVID can be affected by this, not just those who've been seriously messed up and put into hospital. That Okay, so that's important to note. Yeah. Anyone who's had it can, can be affected. But that is basically the key take. Uh, anything else to add on that article, Tom? No, just going on about symptoms a bit more. Like one of the worst fucking things for me, apart from losing my... Uh, cardiovascular abilities is i can't taste chinese food anymore and oh. that's been one of the worst things for me yeah you can't taste a succulent chinese I meal i cannot taste a succulent chinese meal and i'm <laughs> oh, gutted no. about it you're you're joking and uh, do you know what a couple of other people have said this to me but specifically coffee doesn't taste right anymore coffee which for me is heartbreaking that i can is devastating i can still taste it but it's just not the same there's always like a bit of a burnt bitter aftertaste and uh, mm. I think about two to three other people have said the exact same thing to me. But yeah, uh, certain smells as well. It's really weird because I could be in a room with a candle burning and I 
you know, it'd be one of those like posh um, Yankee candles and I, and I won't be able to smell it at all. But I'll be able to smell like, I don't know, a fucking something being cooked randomly. But it'll only be certain things. Like some things I can smell, some things I can't. And it's the same with taste. But yeah, Chinese food, I just, maybe it's the MSG, I just can't taste anything anymore. It's, uh, so, it's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very interesting, this whole COVID malarkey. But everyone's different. Like uh, mm. my, my, my sister, she has to oversalt her food to taste it. Mm. It's crazy how it affects everyone so differently. Everyone's in their own personal hill with COVID. We'll move on from that, guys. COVID aside, we won't talk about that again unless it comes up in the news again because there'll be well enough to talk about it. Anyway, thank you for joining us. We uh, hope you enjoyed this new format. We'll be rolling out for a while. Um, the fitness news, where we are going to talk about you know all the, the latest and greatest uh, news sort of going to. I hope you've enjoyed the mixture of education and fun because I'm sure we have. Have you had a good time, Tom? Have you enjoyed this first episode? I have. It's been very educational. <laughs> Has it? <laughs> Bringing back up my COVID experiences and reminding me that I can't enjoy a succulent Chinese meal. Oh, devastating. Mm. If you did enjoy that, guys, and you are enjoying the podcast in general, don't forget to share on your socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, fucking Bebo, if that still exists. You know, we'd really appreciate it. Bebo, get out my there. God. Give, I know, right? MySpace, all those lovely social media Ooh, platforms in the past. Get it out there. Get it on there so people can know about it because we can, you know, you guys might love it, but if people don't know about it, they're not going to be able to enjoy it as much as you do, which we yeah. hope you are. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know, though. It might be, I suppose it, for some people, it might be too embarrassing for them to admit that they listen to this podcast. Where it's like, you know, letting your significant other know about your real political views. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a hefty subject. Fucking hell, Tom. We're not the far right, mate. Well, well, well. <laughs> what do you mean, well? well. <laughs> oh, God, don't, don't start putting those ideas in people's heads. <laughs> See, it's exactly what I meant, Bill. <laughs> oh, God, right. Fucking hell. Anyway, right, Civil this... War. this <laughs> Jesus right. <laughs> this this has been episode one of the chat shit get fit fitness news. It has been a pleasure as always, and we will see you next week, same time, same place for some more fitness news. See you soon. See you soon.